0: I am on a weekend high, y'all. You know when you just have a super productive weekend and it fills your cup and makes you feel like you can kick Monday's butt? Well, that is me right now. I think it's because I had such a rough weekend last weekend being sick with COVID and I had this whole list of things I thought that I was going to do because I was stuck at home and oh, I can do all these home projects. But that didn't happen, I was totally run down, but this weekend, I tackled so many things. I just had energy and brain power and like chewed through it. so that was awesome. Update on the Duncan Chicks, which is what I'm calling them as a spin off of the Dixie Chicks. Three of our six girls are laying. Uh, which is so so exciting if you've been a listener for a while now you know that I was like day by day by day waiting for our chickens to start laying eggs but our Rhode Island Red Scarlet our New Hampshire Red Lucky and our barred Plymouth Rock Lucy are all laying um the three Americanas that we have are not laying quite yet typically they take a little bit longer but I think any day now they're probably going to join the others and uh Yesterday, all three of our current layers laid eggs, so we had three beautiful brown eggs in their nesting box, and I'm actually really impressed with the size of the eggs for them starting to lay, as well as the shell quality. They have really nice, strong shells, which is great because I haven't been giving them any supplemental calcium, and um, I was just kind of curious if they would need it or not, but we do give them a lot of veggie scraps, and so I think they're getting it naturally. Uh, The weekend was also kind of bittersweet, uh, bitter in that I cleaned out all of our garden beds and put them to rest, which if you're a gardener, you know that that is always the most tragic day of the season when you have to rip out all your plants and uh, just it looks so bare and naked afterwards. But I do have some garlic that I'm going to plant next week when it warms back up, and I know I'm super late. Uh, COVID messed that up for me. So I'm just going to plan it next week when we're not going to be in the freezing temps and cross my fingers and toes and hope for the best. But other than that, our beds are all cleared and turned. And I'm going to throw a bag of compost and topsoil onto each of them. And then I'll leave them undisturbed until spring. I took this garden class last year, and it talked about the importance of doing all the work in the fall instead of in the spring, because apparently planting in undisturbed soil is much better. So we'll see next year if I notice a difference. I'm, I'm curious. For my gardeners out there, now is the time to make notes and write down what you liked, what you didn't like that you grew this year, what performed well, what didn't. Uh, do yourself a favor. Write it down now because if you're anything like me, I promise you will forget when it comes to fall and then you'll be wondering, oh yeah, what did I grow? What did I like? What did those do well? So do that. Also reorganize your seeds and make note of what you need to re-up on and maybe drop hints to your family members or Santa in case they need stocking stuff or ideas. Seeds are great for that. Okay, on to the meat of the episode lighting. I was joking with my friend Gretchen the other day about how some things I feel like I should have figured out as an adult that are just way harder than they should be. Case in point buying a light bulb. Yes, you could walk to the light bulb aisle, buy the first box you see, but the other day, I really like dove into this because I wanted to understand the difference between the bulbs and have one that like actually works for my home, what I'm hoping to accomplish with, instead of one that will just, oh, it'll do. No more it'll do's. We're going to figure this out. Watts, lumens, kelvins. What does it all mean? Simple breakdown is watts equal energy used. Lumens equals brightness and Kelvins equals color or temperature of the light. And the Kelvins was what was new to me. I had not, I've heard obviously watts and um, lumens before, but Kelvins was like the ding, ding, ding. That's what I want. Depending on the lumens of your bulb, your watts are likely going to change. Also, what kind of bulb you use is going to play into this as well. So there's a lot of combinations and different factors that go into the bulb and what kind of brightness you can get, what kind of color you can get, how long it's going to last, all those good things. But I'm going to break that down here in a sec. So when, it, when you're looking at actual types of light bulbs, and I know there's probably more than this, but I'm just going to do the four main ones. You've got incandescent. CFL, which stands for compact fluorescent, halogen, or LED, which is standing for light emitting diode. What's the difference? Incandescent is your common light bulb. Warm light emits some heat and probably lasts six months to a year, depending on what you're going to use, if uh not super energy efficient halogen emit a white light that simulates high noon daylight bright okay so think this is what you'll probably use for recess lighting or spotlighting cfl um, that compact fluorescent is they're energy efficient they emit a wide range of colors Uh, they usually take some time to warm up and get brighter. So you've probably seen these in a garage or basement before where you flick the light on and it's kind of dim and then it takes some time and gets brighter as it warms up. Um, they're less expensive than LEDs. They can last longer than incandescent. So they're kind of like that medium bulb there. Um, downside of these is that they do contain mercury. So, um... You know, be careful with those. Also, it, just my personal opinion, when I turn on my living room light, I don't, I, I want that light to be what it is going to be. I don't want it to be warming up and having to get brighter over time. So I would say that these make sense for a basement or garage, but not really in the home. But that's just my personal opinion. Last but not least is LED, which for me ticks the boxes. It's energy efficient. There's no heat, no mercury. Uh, It's got the variety of options and it's long lasting. So now that you've got the breakdown of what the bulb options are in the aisle when you walk down and there's a million ones and you know there's a difference, but you're not exactly sure what. Now that you've got that breakdown, we're going to talk about how you actually select one of these. So I have some things that I considered when I was picking out bulbs for our house that I think are, are helpful questions for you just to ask yourself to help narrow it down. So first is when am I using the light? If you only use the light at night, you may not need a high lumen count because you're not competing with alternate light. So you can um, probably pare down on your lumens because a little bit of light is going to make a big difference in that room um, at night time. Okay, does my light have friends? If you have one lamp in a room versus three lamps in a room, that single bulb that's in your single lamp is going to single-handedly have to pull some weight to light up an entire room. With three lamps working as a team you can use less bright light bulbs because each lamp only has the responsibility to light its zone. So ask yourself, how how many lights are in in my room? Along with that, what is the light's purpose? If the lamp is on your desk and it actually helps you to see your work, you're going to want to make sure that that light is sufficient for the task. If the lamp is on your desk, but it's more for ambiance, you may want less lumens because you don't wanna be distracted by the light. I actually have a light on my desk that emits very little light and it's completely for ambiance. It just is that warm lighting that I like and that's his purpose. But I'm I don't if I'm gonna paint or do any kind of craft or anything where I need to really see detail, I don't do it at my work desk. Um my my work desk is strictly for the computer work and podcast recording. So it it works for that. Last but certainly not least is mood, vibe, ambiance. What is the feel you're hoping this light will accomplish? Now, I know some of you are probably shaking your head saying, Come on, Britt, it's a light bulb. It doesn't make a difference. And I'm here to tell you that au contraire, my friends, lighting makes all the difference. Ask any artist or designer you can have the most stunning piece of art and you change the light around that piece and it's dramatically different, not always for the best. So lighting is super important in your house. And it's one of those things where when it's right, you probably don't notice, but when it's wrong, you definitely notice. It's that when you walk into a room, that feeling that you get. So art aside, think about what mood you want a room to possess. Personally, I opt for warm and cozy. That's the the ambiance I'm striving for in our house. But someone else may strive for sleek and modern or bright and clean. And to achieve, you know, bright, clean, sleek, modern, you might lean towards a cooler tone, a light as opposed to a warmer tone. All right, pop quiz. What measures warmth? Kelvin's. Kelvins is color, warmth, tone of light. So how do we use these scales? Kelvins, the higher the number, the cooler the light. So on the Kelvin scale, 2400 to 2700 is what most would consider a warm light, similar to the warmth of a candle. Not brightness, which is lumens. But color. So don't think, oh, like I don't a candle's not gonna light up anything. no, 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 we're just looking at color right now. Three thousand is your incandescent bulb. Four to five thousand kelvins you start to enter natural daylight and seven thousand above you're into bright light. When you get above four, thousand, things can start to look sterile or surgical. Um, and that kind of lighting has its place. but personally, in our home, we opt for, 2,700 Kelvin LED bulbs. After doing my research, figuring out the bulbs, and doing some testing, that's where we're at. Um, As I mentioned earlier, depending on your light bulb choice, your watts and lumens may be affected. So essentially, a lot of factors, all those possible combinations, but as a general rule, the higher the wattage, likely, the more power is used, which likely means you will have brighter lumens. So for example, uh, the old-fashioned Christmas bulbs, the, gosh, any, honestly, anyone younger than me probably hasn't even seen these bulbs, but, but the, the bigger ones, the, they are 25 watts typically, and they will put out 230 to 270 lumens. Moving on to light bulbs, a 40 watt light bulb is 440 to 450 lumens. And then your 60 watt bulb is 800 to 850. So that rule of thumb, just think higher watts, higher lumens. Higher watts probably uses more power. Just that rule. And then you've got your Kelvins, which is the color or tone of light. That's really the thing that I think is going to make the most difference for you. Um, that's kind of your general rule. To close, I want to make my pitch to you to quit using overhead lighting in living spaces. Honestly, most rooms, in my opinion, kitchens and bathrooms are really the only rooms that need overhead light. Um, okay, maybe maybe laundry rooms and garages, that kind of thing, but bedrooms, living spaces, I don't think need overhead light. In fact, I think they are better without overhead light, at least for my style. I believe that lamps are incredible because they allow me to create zones of light like I was talking about earlier. My lamps have friends. They each are responsible for their own zone and it helps me to control the mood of a room and keep things cozy. They are also additional pieces of decor So I encourage you, if you are using lamps, find unique lamps that add to the design of your room. When they're paired with a proper shade, a set of lamps can seriously upgrade the look of a space. You can also, I mean, you all know I I love to antique and, um, you know, source vintage things, so vintage lamps are incredible. Um, they're really unique, but also you can get lamps made. So if you find a pretty vase or a, oh, gosh, a unique piece of driftwood or I mean, so many options. You can turn it into a lamp. My mother-in-law has had several lamps made and she's found all these like neat pieces where I'm like, gosh, where did you find this lamp? And oh, I had it made. I found this at uh, an antique store and uh, I took it to my lamp guy and he created a lamp out of it. So it can be done, um, especially for vintage lamps. When you do buy them, you might want to have someone that Uh, knows about lighting and wiring to look it over and just make sure all is well with the wiring for that fire safety. Y'all know I'm a nut about fire safety but when in doubt have somebody check it out. If you do use overhead lighting make sure you're putting the bulb in there with your desired Kelvin and lumen count for your bedroom. You don't need a spotlight in there. Your husband might disagree but we know that lighting in the bedroom is everything right so why do we think it's different in our living room for rooms like your kitchen or dining room um having a dimmer switch installed really gives you the best of both worlds because now you can control that brightness so I would say if you have an option to, if you're getting any kind of wiring done, get some dimmer switches installed. Uh, Unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, we have not had to have an electrician come to our home since we bought it, but better believe that first time we do need an electrician to come, I am going to switch all of our overhead lighting to dimmer switches. Definitely, we have one in our kitchen, but definitely in our dining room and Honestly, in the the bedrooms and even bathrooms, I think it would be really lovely. Our bathroom lights are bright, which is nice sometimes. But if you're trying to take a bath and just relax, you might want to dim that light down. Usually I'll bring in candles or that kind of thing, but it just makes it easier. I like having options, right? Um, If you do use dimmer switches, make sure that you are using dimmer-compatible bulbs. And that's just something you can look at in the specs for the bulb, You can also buy dimmer switches for plug-in lamps. So essentially you plug the dimmer switch into your socket and then the lamp into the dimmer switch and then it gives you that capability to control the brightness. Throw in some Alexa enabled outlets in there and you have all the control to create individual ambiance to your preference, down to the room, down to the time. It's really amazing what we can do these days with our lighting so take advantage of technology and make it better uh hopefully this has been helpful and you're not all sitting here like how did she not know the difference between kelvin's lumens and watts and what makes an led different than a cfl versus a halogen bulb if this is common knowledge and i just miss that day in high school for my mental health let's all just pretend that this isn't common knowledge okay <laughs> um Anyway, until next week, y'all have a happy and safe Halloween. Ooh, ooh, actually. Uh I just saw this on Instagram that this thing that these parents came up with. So spoiler, if you are driving in the car or you have your kiddos around you right now, you might want to click pause here and just catch this last minute later. Okay, you've had your <laughs> you've had your choice. Um I saw this thing on Instagram and I thought it was a genius idea for dealing with kids and candy. So what these parents did is they told their kids that there's a Switch Witch and essentially what you do is Halloween night, you let them choose their five or 10 pieces of candy, whatever you're comfortable with, and the rest they put on the porch for the Switch Witch. Overnight, Switch Witch comes, and replaces the candy with a toy or book or craft, something that they would be excited about and enjoy. Same concept as the tooth fairy, but I thought it was a genius to give your kids something that still really excites them. Uh, They're trading in the candy, so you don't have to worry about the next however many days the candy lasts. Mom, can I have a piece of candy? Dad, can I have a piece of candy? Can I have candy? Can I have a treat? I... I remember as a kid doing it to my parents so we don't have kids yet but I can imagine that is a thing that parents dread so maybe this year consider the switch witch. all right that's all bye y'all thank you for listening to this episode of untraditionally traditional if you enjoy the podcast please share it with those special people who would love it too and write a review for more tips and photos of my home and garden Follow untraditionally traditional pod on Instagram. Until next week, let's continue to make our homes places of joy and service to ourselves and those we share them with.